Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? We'll be the baby of the year. Hello and welcome to the Turbo Team Podcast live from Sigma Alpha Epsilon in Indianola, Iowa. First in-person show since Soul. January, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good to be back in person. Uh, no masks. Uh, sorry to any listeners that that offends. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Talk for yourself, is there, is there a reason? I have my mask on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but here we are live in person for the first time ever uh, in the Turbo Team podcast era. Ever? Yep. Yep. Yep, everything else was over Zoom. And That's a good point. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Jake Brend. That's my name with me. Across from me, uh, Alex Powell and Ben also across from me. I don't get a last name. Yeah, Ben Neeson. Yeah, Thanks. two E's, two S's. That's the plug. And then an extra E. Ben Neeson, that all adds. How are you guys today? Peachy King. That's, that's why we shouldn't have NBA TV on during the podcast. Okay, then I'll lo- turn it we're off. We're going to lose Alex. Uh, no, I'm paying attention. Clearly. Uh. <laughs> ben is drinking water from a mason jar. With a handle. Yeah, with a handle. I didn't know they make these. Very important. This is a game changer. Very important detail. So we're going to get into our review today on the Turbo Team podcast, which is Lady Bird, a 2017 film directed by Greta Gerwig. Starring. I thought. No, I believe it's 2017. Let me look it up again. Maybe I, might I think it ran for awards in 2018, but came out in, you're probably right. in 2017. That's how it works. Yep, yeah. 2017, it's a yeah, teen it's- drama and comedy directed by... <laughs> Greta Gerwig starring Saoirse Ronan, Timothée Chalamet, <laughs> Timothée, uh, Laurie Metcalf, and Lucas Hedges. It's a uh, Lucas Hedges. It's it's Rotten Tomatoes score. Love wins for a for a uh, preview of later in the episode. It's Rotten Tomatoes score is ninety nine percent. And later in the episode, I'm going to be reading off various films that Ben and Alex are going to guess what their Rotten Tomato score is. So stay tuned for that. But this one received a 99%, which is a very, very high score. Ben, do you want to take us through your synopsis of the film? Is it written or off the dome? Um, it's off of the the very terribly written Google entry for the synopsis. Okay, this is what Google says when you search up uh, Lady Bird. It says, a nurse works tirelessly to keep her family afloat after her husband loses his job. She also maintains a turbulent bond with a teenage daughter who is just like her. Loving, strong-willed, and deeply opinionated. That's kind of funny that maybe they like the guy that wrote that <laughs> just like watched this movie. But like, <laughs> you know, he like watched like the preview and then he's like, this movie's about the mom. This is such a terrible, bi- like, yeah. <laughs> it says a nurse works tirelessly. She also has a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember her like working outside of more than like three minutes of the movie. Like that's such a. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of times when she's like, I have a double. And then that's about all they say. <laughs> That's such a minor detail, <laughs> but the mom is really the main character if you think about it. Yeah, the the mom of Lady Bird is the main character, but yeah, this movie <laughs> was very good, and the the mom killed it in her star performance. Po- I thought this podcast, this movie was very a, good. A great supporting uh, <laughs> supporting actress role for Saoirse Ronan. 
I was really interested by the mom's romance with Timothy Chalamet. I thought that was a bold choice. Oh, <laughs> Especially because she was married. <laughs> uh, this movie uh, made $50 million in the, in the United <laughs> States of America. I, I was just pulling up the Wikipedia <laughs> to uh, find the accolades in the award nominations. Uh, it, got nom- it was nominated for Best Picture, and Sears uh, Serrano was nominated for Best Leading Actress. Got it. That was the only, that was it. But what I thought that Laurie Metcalf was the was the main character of the film. I hate to break it to you, man. So uh, Ben, we'll go to you first for your uh, review mean? of the film. I don't know you. You're a big Ladybird guy. Yeah, it was your you're idea. The one, you're the when? one. You're the one that was saying, "I am going to quit this podcast if we don't review That's Lady Bird this I week." Said. Yeah, you're in the. You're in. You're crying. Saying his videos of you crying. <laughs> 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 guys, we need to watch Lady Bird this week. And we were like, I texted Jake and I was like, I think we just got to do it. Yeah, we I, just got to stop fighting him on it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I been, will, I've been I meaning will, to watch it. I guess we I will put the tw- social ed network off for another week. I will tweet out the messages saying that I did not, that I didn't need to watch Lady Bird. And I was crying over a different Lady Bird. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to I watch shared that with you in confidence. We're all just a little Lady Bird, aren't we? And then you announce it to all seven of our listeners <laughs> like this. <laughs> I wanted to watch the Lego movie too. And Ben was like, we have to watch Lady Bird, man. Graduation's coming up. And we got to watch a graduation movie. Yeah, I was in high school three years ago, but I need to remember. <laughs> I it. haven't let go yet. <laughs> uh, I'd like to. Uh, I was waiting to hold this off, but the mystery judge of, of the show today, Lady Bird, was. was uh, never mind. That didn't land. Mystery judge from. Uh, Baby of the year. Baby yeah, the year. I, oh. I was just thinking it'd be funny if the mystery judge was named Lady Bird. How? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I laughed. <laughs> All right, Ben, uh, give us it, your review of the film. Since funny. All right, let's stop riffing. Um, yeah, sort of going along with um, what Jake said, the theme of graduation. Um, this movie deals a lot with uh, both graduation. <laughs> graduation. Graduation. Shut up. That's what you said. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. That was implanted. In it was cra- It was implanted. <laughs> it was post production. <laughs> it was it implanted in. from Jake, the vaccine. Jake I got. put that in in post. <laughs> <laughs> Timestamp this. No. Um, yeah, I thought that it was. That's uh, good movie. This is a classic Jake review. Um, yeah. Great first episode back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what do you say about what do you say about it? I think it's really interesting. I think how is that any different from what I well, just said? Well, I was about to get into it. <laughs> I think the idea that Lady Bird and her relationship with her mom is kind of interesting to watch throughout. Also, I, oh, before I go on, I watched our last episode back. I say interesting a lot. So you watched it? I listened to it. I, had a, I on my drive home. Uh, but anyway, I think I think it's kind of I think <laughs> it's just, I think it's kind of interesting her relationship with her mom because. Her family doesn't come from a lot of money, and like, yeah, her relationship with her mom is bad. I think that stems from her mom's relationship with her mom being like super, like she said, her mom was like an abusive alcoholic and stuff like that. And so, I think because of that, her mom, Lady Bird's mom, kind of struggles to show uh, affection in a certain way because her mom didn't, which happens a lot in cases like that. But um, I think it's kind of interesting because, I mean. Lady Bird's relationship with her mom isn't terrible. Like, do they fight a lot? Yes. But do they still, like, love each other? Absolutely. And that's obvious at the end of the movie when she has that heartfelt phone call with her mom and she's reading the letter and whatever. Like, they still love each other, but they just have trouble showing it because they fight all the time. And I think because of that, 
uh, one negative I guess you could have with the movie is kind of Lady Bird just kind of is over dramatic about everything all the time, which I don't think necessarily she is over dramatic. I think she's just kind of struggling to find out who she is. And part of that comes back from this relationship with her mother kind of holding her back in a way because she doesn't know why her mom, she feels like her mom doesn't like her. Um, and she says that it's a quote from the movie. She asks her mom, why don't you like me? Um, and so like, I, I think this relationship with her and her mother kind of holds her back. And we see that throughout the whole movie where when she finally does find like something that makes her happy in this relationship with, uh, what's Lucas Hedges character's name? It's not Todd, is it? <laughs> Todd. It's not Todd. Um, it is, um, Lu uh, Lucas. Danny. When she, uh, yeah, she finds Danny. this relationship with Danny, she loves Danny. Her and Danny really head off. Well, Danny ends up being gay. So, like, that's that was, like, her first real relationship. So, that <laughs> ends. It's really tragic. So, so <laughs> it, happens to the, it happens to the best of us, I guess. Um, so, it's really interesting watching this relationship with her mother. And it's kind of over-dramatized. I think it really holds Lady Bird back from trying to figure out kind of who she is in high school. And then, towards the end, like, like the last, like, ten minutes of the film, we really see her get to college and she abandons Lady Bird's name. She's going by Christine now, which she's completely like fought against the entire movie before. And she's meeting new people and going out of her way and whatever. And I think this closure she has with her mom really from the note really like brings her all together. And I think we watch her grow throughout the movie. And I think it's kind of interesting to watch. Um, just kind of seeing that growth. And it's not even long. It's like her entire senior year. Like she's not growing throughout college. It's like a whole it's probably like eight months, whatever, that we see her grow, and uh, it ends, you know, like two weeks into her freshman year of college. Um, and so it, it, we're just kind of watching this uh, character grow up through, like, her senior year, which I think a lot of people can relate to, and I think that's what makes this movie so good, is especially me, I grew a lot just my senior year of college realizing, or my <laughs> senior year of high school realizing, like, this is it. Like, all my friends are going different areas. You know, I don't know where I'm going to go yet. Ended up moving two states away, but... Um, so you kind of grow in the senior year. You're like, I turn 18 this year. Like it's, I'm, I'm coming an adult. I'm taking on more responsibilities. It's like kind of time to figure out who I am in this world. And I think, um, a lot. That's what makes this movie so great. Is a lot of people can relate to that. And that's why I really enjoyed watching it. So, never mind. I shouldn't have asked Alex what he thought of the movie. Yeah, because I give a good answer. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll time stamping it. Uh, I'll piggyback off of Alex. I I thought that the relationships in this movie obviously carried it. It was. A very relational it's movie about focal point. Yeah, about the relationship of Ladybird with her mom, <laughs> with her two separate boyfriends, with her best friend Jules. Uh, so I thought all of that was extremely well done. Just the very clear uh, character development of how much Ladybird just kind of. I mean, she obviously had a unique childhood. Everyone has a unique childhood, but I think it really showed the way that she was raised without showing it in a way. Like, you could very well tell that um, her family didn't come from much and that she didn't necessarily get everything she wanted just through little scenes like uh, like the one of the, the the Christmas scene. That's what I was thinking of. That's just, yeah. a, that's just a very subtle way of showing that, uh, yeah, this family didn't have much. And then you can tell just by um, her lying to... Oh, uh, what's her? Was her name Julie? No, Jules. Jules was her best friend. Who was the new friend? Um, uh, Jenna. Yeah. Jenna. Yeah. Just by her lying to Jenna about where she lived, just as like a clear embarrassment of where her family came, and uh, saying that she grew up on the bad side of the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, the wrong side of the tracks. There was a very clear, uh, I guess, feeling of being left out. 
kind of feeling of embarrassment, embarrassment that she was kind of cheated by her parents. And I, I think it was really just kind of the realization throughout the movie that even though her parents weren't the best, they still love her, especially her mom. Yeah. Uh, her dad didn't get as much screen time. It was more about the relationship between those two. But it was really just the realization that I think came to fruition in the last scene that um, even though uh, her mom wasn't always the best to her, wasn't always the best mom because no one can be, uh, she still loved her pretty much the entire way through. Yeah. And that they really were the same person when it came down to it, just with at, as terrible as that synopsis was <laughs> like they're, they're both the same person as far as they're deeply opinionated. They care deeply. And there's one other thing, but like, I, I thought that the relationship dynamics between everyone was able to play off for some solid, uh, was able to play off for some just solid emotional payoffs. But also I thought that the relationships uh, came with a lot of good humor too that made the movie lighthearted. Uh, and yeah, it was just an enjoyable watch and I thought it made you feel a lot of different things. A lot of the humor came from just how awkward she kind of was too. Um, Lady Bird was, or just yeah. how it best, all best, best joke of the movie was uh, after she got accepted into the whatever school she got into in New York, and she's like, <laughs> uh, I mean, granted, it is after 9-11 and all the terrorism and stuff like that. <laughs> so not many people wanted to go there anyways. <laughs> and this movie took place in 2006. Yeah, like, so it was five no, it, years after. It didn't take place in 2006. It was 2002. Oh, <laughs> Alex said 2006 said earlier. 9-11 was off. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it was, really. No, they had, like, that was a big point they made. Because, like, they had, like, they showed a bulletin board that said never forget 9-11. And then there's in 2002, so. Never ever. And then, like... Every like every kid is watching like the war on terrorists <laughs> on terrorism right now. Like they're all watching like um like the nightly news constantly. Like I mean I yeah. wasn't I wasn't a teenager <clears throat> in two thousand two. But like is that what everyone did? You were barely around, bro. Just, yeah, I know. You just kinda were there. It was it was just happy it was just my birthday. Was I was like, just hanging. I mean this <laughs> is com- this is completely about nine eleven. This is completely off topic, but the closest thing that we've had to nine eleven and our like in our memorable lives was probably the Boston bombings. I wouldn't say that. Well, I would. So I, I disagree. I thought that's what you were gonna say, and I was like, I remember okay, when that. Okay, Mark Wahlberg. I remember when I when that happened, and I got home from I think it was like middle school or something like that. My mom was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know there's a bombing at the terrorist attack. There's like four people are dead, a lot are injured. The, the guys are still on the run." And I was just like. Oh, that's weird. And I just went up and started playing video games. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I just rem- did not like. Well, yeah, because you're in middle school. I remember I watching the news like they didn't, they didn't for can- hours and and days. They didn't really? cancel school and like bring in coverage. No, I know. Like, like it wasn't anywhere yeah. close to nine eleven as far as the impact. But it I, is the closest. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Eh. What What else would be the closest? Sandy right? Hook. That, that's, that's a mass that's shooting. True. Is this going to be a competition? Well, that, that's <laughs> a mass shooting. This was uh, we're talking about terrible but, tragedies but, for but a even, generation. Even Sandy Hook, I remember watching the news Jeez. a lot. So I, I'm guess that was another one where I came home, my mom was crying. I was like, "All right, I don't care." <laughs> Jeez, but to Ben's, I was like eight years. Why old. are we talking? <laughs> to, to Ben's point, uh, yeah, nine eleven was very clearly a big deal, especially for them as they were in high school. I don't know. I feel like they just included that. I don't know why exactly, but it was pretty prominent i mean i think that might just be capturing i think the 2002 2003 era that they were 
I don't know if it was that integral to the film or if it had something to do with themes. But or, there's a lot of or, like, well, or like, t- or Timothy using that as an excuse to gaslight. This isn't just like a movie set in 2002, though. Like, they really planned to the year. Like, no, like, a lot of people don't have cell phones. Like, if you, like, if you think about movies, like, coming of age movies well, set yeah. place, like, now everybody has a cell phone. Think about how many times you're on your Eighth cell phone. Grade. You know? Um, and like that, that was a big thing Thanks, when she baby. was going away to college and her dad got her first cell phone. Yeah. It's like, it's only for emergencies. You know, our numbers are in there. It's calls when you and, and Timothy uh, took the red pill and Good he was girl. telling how yeah. he, everyone would be chipped or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, just, ahead. I'm not going to go as long winded as you guys did, but I thought that obviously like the relationship between the mom and lady bird is the whole dichotomy. I mean, the first shot is just them sleeping parallel to each other on the same bed. There's like a clear linear path that they're both going down in a sense and the fact that she like rebelled in the way that she does throughout the film and that how they always have this weird um contrasting um like um conversations because they always have um directional shifts that they shift between because they're yelling at each other for one second and then suddenly they're like super affectionate and like uh awing over a dress that they just found and like or they or crying because of a book that they I just know. read. Or well, that that was about to say, to. like that starts in the first scene. Like the first scene, yeah, they're exactly. having like, they're, like they're sleeping in the same bed. They have this really nice moment where, um, they, they, the they, they, of yeah, they finish the book. They're all crying, and then she's like, "All right, can I put on some music?" And I was like, "Let's just sit with what we heard." And then turns into a fight. And then yeah, it turns into a fight, and it goes like one eighty right away. And, and that's a theme throughout the entire movie. And then so. a minute later, she jumps out of the car. Yeah, but uh, like yeah, I know. I thought it was interesting, especially how they showed like the mother's desperation to provide with the un, like insane circumstances that she had to under working doubles at a psych ward. Yeah. Um, while like trying to put her daughter through college, but at the same time, um, not being able to acknowledge how like condescending and like unsupportive she is like throughout the film because uh, she's always like talking down to lady bird and like, it makes a point to show how she's nice to everyone else. Like, She's buying gifts for coworkers and like yeah. asking about the families of her friends, but then is like completely inconsiderate and like insinuates that Lady Bird's trashy like constantly. So I think that was a weird thing to go back and forth between. Um, I think the relationship with her brother is kind of cool too, where he's not in the film a lot, but like his presence is always there because I think. Because, like, they say he, him and his girlfriend both Berkeley. graduated from Berkeley with math degrees. Or it's, like, computer engineering or something like that. It's a really yeah. good degree that they graduate with from a hard school to get into and graduate from. And they're just working at a grocery store, you know. But even though he's living at home with his girlfriend and working at a grocery store, he still has this really good degree at, from a really good school. And now I think Lady Bird really feels this pressure. And he doesn't have this relationship with their mother that um, Lady Bird does where, like, they're not fighting all the time, you know. Like, it's a very regular mother-son relationship you know father-son relationship and so i think she kind of feels this pressure from her brother that even though he is you know 23 or whatever living at home working at a grocery store in his hometown like he still has this great degree now she feels this pressure to kind of do what he did even if he's not using that degree you know it's like a looming threat that she always feels because all of the adults are like feeling the exact same way they're talking about being realistic and stuff yeah. but they're all hating their lives like a big theme was like um uh following one of the one of the what are the one of the male nuns? What are they called? Fathers. Yeah. Priests. Following one of the pri- <laughs> following one of the priests who like um the yeah father. the one who's the theater director and he like is going through like a terrible 
tragedy right then. His and son like, died of like a o- drug overdose or something. Yeah, like and they're like following him and like and all like the pain that he has like underneath the surface and the fact that he doesn't have anyone to turn to and like they include that in there as well as the struggles of her father when she has that conversation. Like I noticed the dad has like depression pills. Is he depressed now? And her mom's like, he's been depressed for a while. And she was like, but he still has a job. He was still successful. And then her mom says, successful success doesn't necessarily mean happiness. I think, and that was an interesting point to take in because that translates over to finding happiness and finding that for yourself, not living up to other people's realistic expectations and putting in work. I think that's another cool thing that this movie does, where it is so realistic. Where, like growing up, like my senior year of high school, like I, you really start to realize. Like you, you grow out of you grow out of like what you are like the ideas you have as a kid. And you realize like, oh, like when when you're a kid, you think every like adults know every, like your parents know everything. You know all these adults like have their life together. And so if you can get older and you're like, you know, these are flawed people. Nobody's perfect. You know these are flawed people too. And Lady Bird realizes that she's like, oh, you know, like dad dad has depression. Like all these priests that I grew up at school, like te- like teachers especially, like you think these are the most like organized people. And you know they're they're still people. They have their flaws. They have their problems. They have their stuff that keeps him up late at night, you know, and I think Lady Bridge really starts to realize this, you know, going through her senior year, too, and I think that's so real. I think that's probably my favorite part about this movie is how realistic it is, and I think that's what they do a really good job of. That That's a good point. Off topic, today I saw, you, you just mentioned teachers. Today I saw Mr. Berg at a grad party, nice. and he walked up to me and said, hey, Jake, and then I just, like, wasn't even thinking. I said, hey, what's up, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, so now you're, so he's like, oh, now that you're graduated, you're on a first name basis. I'm like, I have no idea why I called you Kyle. Uh, Was he pretty cool with it though? Yeah, he 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 joked about it. He seems like dude. Speaking of Kyle, I thought it was so funny because I've not watched this movie in years. So realizing that Timothy's name in this movie is Kyle (laughs) is so funny. Oh my god, because like. All he's doing is like just being super douchey the entire time. Like he's like he doesn't participate in the economy. He barters. Um, he hand rolls cigarettes. Um, he Play. misinterprets French. Um, plays he, the bass. Um, he in an ch- indie band. He gaslights his girlfriend and then tries to use an excuse as well. There's worse things going on in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, shut up about <laughs> Afghanistan. And he's being like so fake deep about everything, but like. It's like he's there's nothing special about him. His name's Kyle. He's in yeah. high school. Hey, I have calm a, down, dude. Hey, I have a friend that's very special named Kyle. He's interesting and likes cool stuff. Friend of the program. That wasn't related. I just meant I meant I'm not saying I know, necessarily I know that. Saying, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like he like acts like he's just way super he's deep and like so names. fake deep. No, like he like <laughs> dude, your name's Kyle, you're twenty years old and you live in Sacramento. Shut up. Like, <laughs> We get it, you don't have a cell phone. No, there was like a title of like a cafe that was like in English, and then he misinterpreted it purposefully, like to make it sound French, even yeah. though it was an English name. Yeah. It's just like corny stuff like that, where it's like, oh, this guy's just douchey. You were this, guy, this you guy's were, just a corn dog. I think those are the worst type of people. Cause like, <laughs> cause they're not even like, like frat douchey guys like that. Like, you, they can, they, they, yeah, they like, at least know, like, they're frat douchey guys. Like, if they say something that's, like, fake deep, you're like, oh, you know, whatever. I don't care. But if, like, like if a guy, like, because, well, like... You, there's some oblivious. There's obliviousness on yeah. both sides, though. But then there's guys like Kyle where he's not, like, a mainstream <laughs> frat douche, but he's, like, this guy that, on the surface, you think, oh, he's so deep. And it's like, dude, it's an English name. Like, you just mispronounced it. Like, <laughs> Stein- you gotta, like, take it. It's not one of those things you'll point out. Be, be you like, don't need to smoke and read Steinbeck outside of a cafe. You're in high school. Yeah, dude, it's not... <laughs> Some 
Bro, go to the basketball game. I promise you'll have a little bit of fun. <laughs> Some things just aren't deep. You can pay that. You can pay the entry fee with a corn dog, dude. It's cool. Yeah. There'll be at least one person there you can talk to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the Kyle or <laughs> Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> Alex was making a point about teachers <laughs> that I liked. Uh, <laughs> what part? Oh, uh, just how like you when you're a kid, you assume that every adult has their life oh, together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's just something a part of life that we're all learning. But I do think that the movie portrayed it in in a very good way, just because, yeah. uh, especially through the scene of Ladybird discovering that her dad um, deals with depression, and as you get older, like that's just not as big of a deal. But for the first time, I can imagine that that's just got to be kind of a, uh, just a jarring realization to come to. Yeah. And I thought that the way she did it, the the way that she was ashamed that she was even kind of seeking it, she tried to hide it, um, she tried to cover it up, I thought was uh, just really good. And I thought overall just the storytelling in this movie, even though there wasn't necessarily a, a plot or a story, it was pretty much just... Just following her. It, it was a coming-of-age movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. But uh, the storytelling that it did through certain character relationships was, was very good and... Uh, the character development that Lady Bird had in, in a movie about character development was really good, as it should be. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I still think that it's important to note out, just note where she started, and she kind of went through. Like that's a very common, like common of age, coming of age theme where you're friends with someone that's not cool, and then you meet someone cooler, you ditch them, and then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, my first my first friend was a real friend, so I'm gonna go back yeah. to him and. That that's a pretty cliche uh, theme, but I thought it was still done well. very well in a heartwarming way. Yeah, they also do. Oh yeah, completely forgot about that. How they um still utilize the not the fact um the um, topic of like people going through issues on their own underneath the surface. Because like even Jules, like when um Lady Bird first shows up, like she's just crying. She's like, some people just aren't built happy. Yeah, because like she like sees Jules like in a vulnerable state and. There's no real reason for it. So it's sort of like emphasizing that point of like being able to stand up on your own and realize that like people are going through their own things constantly. Yeah. Yeah. There's people always going through it. That's for sure. It's a high school movie, but the most nostalgic thing about this high school movie for me was the use of crash into me. Yeah. Mr. Garrels. (laughs) That's all I thought about the entire time. I was like, ah, no, that's a high school movie now. I love the, I love the scene in the car on their way to prom. Yeah. 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 Where it's it's, the camera's focused on labor the entire time, but you just hear Timothy Chalamet. He's like, this one fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me in the back of Mr. Garrels class freshman year. Uh, did no one else have Mr. Garrels? Oh, I, I did. not. No, I, I didn't. I was bad at he math. Pl- he played. <laughs> he played forty-one two-step and crashed into me. I hate Dave Matthews Band. So I don't he care. played it every day for at least. It was 10 all minutes. he played That's every awful. day, and then occasionally he would play "Beat It" or something. He would play yeah. Michael Jackson occasionally, but <laughs> song fucking sucks. <laughs> It's like, okay, Timothy. Uh, also, no, a new another funny Timothy Chalamet scene was, like, right after... like All of them. <laughs> right after they, they just had sex for the first time. And she's like, I'm glad we, like, deflowered each other. And he's like, that was my first time. <laughs> and she's like, what? And that was like, messed up. Yeah, and, and, he's like, like, and, and she's like, you told me that. He's like, no, it didn't. Yeah, he's like, he was like, You're misremembering. He's like, I uh, didn't say that. He's like, he was, like, refusing to make eye contact. He's like, I didn't say that. While he's just journaling <laughs> yeah. for some stuff. <laughs> like, he clearly knows he just got caught. And he's like... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I go to the bathroom down the hall. It's like, it's, like, it's like six or something. 
<laughs> Jenny. You don't even know? <laughs> it's like six or something. So uh, any negatives from this film? It's a terrible person. Um, I think I touched uh, on Lucas Hedges' uh, puka shell necklace. <laughs> That's a negative from the movie. Not a fan. <laughs> you are? <laughs> I mean, I'm a big puka shell guy. <laughs> For me, there's not. Very many negatives, I'd say. I think Ladybird can kind of be a bit um, annoying at times, just how dramatic she is. Yeah. Just because, like, and I think that's another hindsight thing. Twenty twenty, we're like, like as college students that have been in this, like, <laughs> in the spot that she is. Like, you're like, dude, like going to the prom's not that big of a deal, you know? Like, it's a good memory, but like, Tell it's em. not the end of the world, you know? And like, then, it, but she's like, she has to go to prom, and then she goes to the, meet Jules at her apartment. Like, Jules is, like crying because she can't go to prom. It's like, it, that wasn't why she was crying. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't the single reason why she was crying. Why, she, why else was she crying? She though? says some people just weren't built happy, implying that there are just extended reasons why she's crying. It's not necessarily because she's yeah, not going to Yeah, but she wouldn't have been crying. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Anyway, like, yeah, like watching this, you're like, that's not that big of a deal, but it's like the end of the world to them. And so I think that's my, probably my biggest negative is just how, like, realizing that, like, back in high school, like, this stuff doesn't matter in the long run. It's not that big of a deal, but that's not any like fault in the movie it's just kind of my How take of it, it. Yeah. yeah well i can't sleep remembering the time that i uh didn't make the freshman baseball team a team so yeah take that <laughs> damn <laughs> just kidding, that was the first time i thought about it in five Everybody years goes through it uh for me one negative i would say is it definitely suffers a little bit from the corniness of a coming of age movie i think corniness or just predictability what do you mean? Not I necessarily. Don't, I don't think this movie's that predictable, to be honest. No, I don't think it's very predictable. But kind of going off the crash into me uh, point, I, there it seems like there's <laughs> just it seems like in every coming of age movie that there there's just there's a couple a, a scenes like that, <laughs> like there's yeah. a crash enemy type yeah, scene, yeah. and I. Uh, and uh, heroes and perks. Uh, of a wallflower. Yeah, perks of being a wallflower. It's, it's heroes. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, gosh, is there one in eighth grade? Um, no, that's why it's a flawless. No, uh, eighth grade is the the techno song that it plays whenever they sh- she sees the boy. Oh yeah, that, so that's I not, think that's not one. It, it suffers just from I know a, a few yeah. of the quips and the corniness of it. It doesn't make me hate the movie or dislike it, but I'm just like, oh, oh whatever. So I see that. Have you seen you seen uh, Perks being a wallflower though? Haven't you? Yeah, the scene in the back of the pickup. Yeah, I know, but like you talking about like the corniness of like coming of age films, like. <laughs> there's parts in there's parts in Purge of Being Wallflower where it's legit hard to watch. It's that corny. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is nowhere near. It's that It's a bad. good movie, but there's parts where I'm legit like, why am I watching? Okay, this? that's it. All this summer we're just watching corny coming of age movies. But I think watching Purge of Being Wallflower, which I think is like, <laughs> dude, no, does it the absolute does it the absolute worst. Let's watch Fault in Our Stars next week. Bill, Billy Madison. No. <laughs> what does that count? Shut up. But uh, <laughs> I think I think that makes the corniest, really corny parts in this movie le- like more bearable, just because I've seen the most like unbearable ones. You know, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike. Ben. <laughs> Maga Porter Jr. Uh, uh, I, th- <laughs> I guess this ain't this ain't a negative, but I thought Tim the Reaper. the the joke in uh, when she was at the college party. Where he's like, where are you from? And she's like, Sacramento. He's like, where? And then San she's Francisco. like, San Francisco. <laughs> oh, I know where that is. That's us, that's us with Des Moines. Yeah, that, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Where are you from? Indianola? Huh? It's Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> huh? 
Uh, the the city the city in the middle of the you're turning the st- it, you're turning into an Iowa chill post. Calm down. Yeah, the, the that, city in the in the state in the middle of uh, uh, other other popular states. That's another like talking to people in Indiana. Like they'll be like, "Where are you from?" And be like, "I'm from Indiana, Iowa." And I'll be like, "Cause they're not gonna know where that was." I'm like, "It's 20 minutes south of Des Moines." If you've ever heard of like Des Moines, and they're like, "What's Des Moines?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. they don't know what but Des Moines but I'm like, is. But I'm like, it's the state capital. You don't know state. It's two states away, and you don't know the capital. Someone didn't go to elementary school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you learn these. I don't know why you don't at least like oh that name sounds familiar <laughs> and you then know? you bully them yeah uh, there's a there's a couple of girls we went to high school with that didn't realize hawaii was a state until like two weeks before we graduated they so. didn't know ohio was a state hawaii uh, hawaii what they think it was uh, a territory a colony yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um wait hawaii is a state i thought it was an <laughs> island still yeah. have, <laughs> we still have colonies but it's just hawaii <laughs> one of those girls was going into education so oh, i fear I, I fear for our next generation all right ben do you have any negatives um, I don't have any really concrete ones. I mean, it's just kind of like what you say, um, falls into, I don't know, similar coming of age tropes, I guess, but that's not necessarily something to fault. For. No, that, that, uh, yeah, I didn't really use that. There's as no like real, there's no real negative. like concrete negatives necessarily that like I can come with, come up with. That, so the 90, the, the Rotten Tomato score is 99. I have absolutely no problems with that. I think this. I think it's a it doesn't. Really it doesn't blow movie. me away. It doesn't connect with me. But at the same time, I don't find any faults necessarily specifically with it. That, there, we've had movies like that where it's like it. I don't. There's <laughs> none glaring, but like it doesn't like. There's movies I like a lot better. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's not one of those movies that I'm gonna like, like tell everyone about. So. But I also thought it was very very good. On the topic, do you want to get into ratings? I'm d- I'm I mean, do you want to? I mean, are there any like lasting and positives? Okay. Oh, did you guys notice the music at all? Or like take any. Uh, I thought that Dave Matthews band song. Outside was of yeah, I like the Matthews. Dave Matthews. Song. Outside of Dave Matthews. Um, I don't, but I think I think I do remember like it was a pretty good score. Okay. Or music or whatever. Anyway, okay. it's, it's so, that's not really something I pick up on uh, for the most part. So it's I'll, all you. Yeah, but Person- you're the one majoring in music. You. I was the, asking, you should be the music guy on. This I was going to ask if you had any opinions before I went off about it. I don't like Dave Matthews, so that's my opinion. Outside of Dave Matthews. <laughs> no. Dave Matthews did the score. Um, no, uh, John Bryan did the score. He kills it. I love his work. He does a lot of Charlie Kaufman films. He also did, uh, uh, the Winnie the Pooh remake, <laughs> but Good yeah, for I love, uh, this score is awesome. I really like the score. That's it. Is that all you guys have for the movie? Then? That's the end of the movie. Yep. I, uh, Let's get into ratings then. today I, uh, Max had never seen Lady Birds. So I was like, Hey. Uh, he told me I look like Ryan Gosling. Like I think you look like Ladybird Max. And then I and then he pulled up a picture of Ladybird, and he's like, "Wow, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> That's my final thought of the movie. I'll actually, give this. Actually, though, this is the f- okay. Give you. He kind of looks like Sarah Sharon a little bit. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> I feel like Sarah Sharon was a man. You know, I'd be like. You could like, say that with anybody with the same color hair. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a solid eight and a half out of ten. I thought. Um, there were obviously no glaring issues, not really any issues in general, but as far as an impact and I guess just stickiness of the movie to me, I'll give it an eight and a half, eight and a half even though it was very good and I enjoyed it. Stickiness. Good, good word. I like it. Ben? Don't pass it off to me after you say that. You follow it up. <laughs> stickiness. Um... <laughs> So, on the topic of movies that stick with you, um, I'm going to backtrack Stop. about what we said. Um, this is actually probably one of my favorite movies. Um, if I had to make a list, this, 
might be top 25, top 20. I really, really enjoy Lady You can Bird. make a top 30 movies list. It is something that I, if I, if I really sat down, I bet I could. That's but not worth it. I'm not going to. Um, I really do enjoy this movie. It's probably one of my favorite coming-of-age films. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head that I like more, but I'm sure if I really like more. It. Anyway, I, I anyway. like Goodfellas. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, we this is know. a movie. This is a movie I recommend to people. Um, if I think they'll like it, you know. But I, I really enjoy Lady Bird. Like I said before, <laughs> I don't. I have no problem with the 99% Rotten Tomato score. Is it a 100%? No. It's is it one of my top five. No. But I really, really enjoy this movie. So I'll give it a nine. Um, I, I really love this movie. So I'll recommend it to people if I think they'll like it. Alex Powell. Ladies like it. So stop. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. That's your opening line. I apologize, listeners. Of <laughs> you ever seen Lady Bird? I'm in it. <laughs> okay. So people this say is the, I remind them like of uh, Lucas Hedges in that this movie. This uh, this is the first movie that we've watched that includes Alex acting in it. We've we've reviewed lots of movies that Jake stars in, but this is the first one I think that we've have that features Alex. Timothée. Um. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait till next year. <laughs> French the, Dispatch, Dune. Honestly, you're gonna have a good year next year, Alex. What are your What are your thoughts about that? Hyped. <laughs> um. Well, completely unrelated I'm to the humbled. <laughs> For the listeners, uh, Alex looks like Timothy Chalamet. If Timothy Th- Chalamet was from Iowa, I'm good value Timothy Chalamet. But yeah, and then Jake's Ryan Gosling from Iowa, and no. I'm Ryan I'm, Gosling is Jake Brent from California, probably. <laughs> I'm. I, I just assume that's where he's from. I'm Nicholas Braun. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're uh, Ben's yeah. Kevin Hart. Ben's <laughs> Ben's John. <laughs> Ben's John Heater. I'm John Heater. No. Uh, do you know uh, Nicholas Braun is the guy who plays cousin Greg in Succession? I'm looking him up. Oh no, you're not Nicholas Braun, dude. I don't look like. Oh wait, yeah. I don't look like I him, but it. the same mannerisms and everything. No, I see it because we're talking about like Dollar Store. Yeah, you're definitely Dollar Store Nicholas Braun. I yeah. See, see? there we go. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ben, get get into your rating. There's not a whole. There's not a big. There's not a real market for. Yeah, people don't care. This is an audio. Hollywood. This is an audio podcast. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. They can they can use their imagination. We're in the we're in our Twitter header. Follow the Turbo Team at Pod on Twitter. <laughs> and then let us know if right, those ben, get into your rating. are correct at all. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Yeah. No. Um. Like we mentioned before, I mean, there's lots of cool things to go into. I mean, it's an interesting relationship to watch. Um. The themes of. Love and attention, maybe they're the same thing. That's a solid point that they make at the end that kind of gives the whole movie a point to look back on. And I think that it really works well as a coming-of-age film with Alex likes to say a lot. So I'd say that with no real negatives in mind besides maybe rewatchability, but you can say that with pretty much any movie, I'm going to be giving it an 8 out of 10. Um, so I looked it up. Ryan Gosling is from London. Really? Canada. London, Canada. Huh. The more you know. Ryan Gosling's from Canada. I was from, yeah. I'm from Canada. London, London, Canada. The more you know. Uh, Why has that never been brought up before? I didn't know he was Canadian. Yeah, whatever. So we're going to get into our game that we're going to call Guess the Rotten Tomato Score. That's uh, about as straightforward as you can get. It's a great game title. Uh, So how it's going to work, for example, the first movie, Lady Bird, Ben, what what number do you think uh, Lady Bird got on Rotten Tomatoes? I think it's going to be 98, Jake. Alex? Uh, 45. Ben wins. It was 99%. So. Whoa. Damn. So I win one point in this game. So pretty much anyone but Nate Magic should be able to pick up this game and comprehend it. It's pretty simple. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, if you are above second grade, which we would hope, 
Oh, Bull Bulls in for the Bull Nuggets baby. game. Send a dust. Uh, so the first movie that we're going to go with, I chose movies that we've probably all seen at some point, I think. The first movie I'm going to go with is Hot Rod. Ooh, this Ooh. is this is bad. This is Ooh. bad. I think it's... Wait, no. Are we going to go... Okay, so Alex gets to go first one time, and then I get to go first, and then okay. vice versa. It's sure. Just, okay, so it's, this is bad. I know it's bad, it's, but and I we're don't not, think, Even though it's amazing. By the way, by the way we're not doing... We're not doing family feud scoring where you can't go over. It's just who's ever closest. Yeah, 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 family feud scoring. So, it, or family feud. Uh, Price is right is what I meant. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Wait, hold on. What if it's like 64 and I guess 63 and Ben guesses guesses 65? It'd be it'd be me then, right? Because I was under. Because you're under. Yeah. yeah okay. Whatever. We'll okay, just okay. 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 So that's the only instance. It's it's. I think it's actually below a 60. I want to say it's like 45. Pick a number. 45. 45 percent for Alex. 40. <laughs> 46. <laughs> I'm doing prices right stuff. Oh, <laughs> it is thirty nine percent. Wow! I knew yeah. it. I knew I, I wanted to say that like sixty so something, low. but it. I knew it was, it's super low. That is unnecessarily low. Yeah. And watch thirty minutes or less be like seventy two or some crap. That movie has some funny parts, but it's, it's not a, even it, close to the same thing. As it's Hot not nearly as funny. Yeah. So I I was just I looking for this. movies that don't seem or a couple movies that just are completely off of what they should be. Yeah. Um, that's one. That's like the most famous. That's example, one of them. Though. That's yeah, that's not a famous. Example. That's like one of the most famous of like. Among yeah, because who? because Hot Rod Midwesterners off, who love that. No, Hot Rod blew off off um DVDs. There something happened and people like hated it in the theaters, but then the DVD sales like is what like blew it up. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the next movie is Marriage Story. It's really high. It's like a ninety-five. Ninety-five. I'm going to say 92. 92. Alex wins. It was 94%. Are you kidding? So Alex is up 2-0, and we're going to do 11 movies. So I guess first one to six is the winner. Um, The next movie, Thor Ragnarok. So I haven't seen this. So I'm going to say 89. 89. 86. 86. Ben wins. It was 93%. Oh, my God. Let's go. Said ninety one. How you didn't though? Be, you oh didn't. Oh my god! I don't know how I this movie said ninety one. I don't know how this movie's ninety three percent, but Faku Composa. It, it somehow is. I haven't seen it. So next movie, uh, friend of the program, uh, Matt Beals and I used to love it. Now you see me. The first one. You should have said the second. Oh, one. That starring Matt Franco and Morgan Freeman. Matt Franco. Da- Dave. Or Dave Franco. <laughs> Matt. Franco. I was thinking Matt Beals. My bad. <laughs> Um, Friend of the program. Um, gosh. Now you see me. It's going to be, I say 72. Uh, I'll go 75. It's 50. Ben wins ah, again. God. We're tied Let's at go. two. I, just, I thought that was going to be one that's like, it's like way too high for some reason, you know? Because it, it's, it's way too low it for aged, good reason. Well, it aged really bad. I remember that much. <laughs> Which part of it? All of it. All of it. So the next movie is E.T., one of the most famous movies of all Never time. Never seen it. Uh, not missing out on much. Yeah, that's what I think. It's very 80s, so uh, I'm going to go 93. 93? 90, that is too high. I say 88. It's a classic. 88? It's a 98%. Yeah. Are you kidding it's a cla- me? People, it's a classic. That's not. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, classics rank really high on Rotten Tomatoes. I have I have three. Big Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I still- Let the record show Alex is a big Rotten Tomatoes guy. If a movie is like 65, I won't watch it. I'm serious. If it doesn't have Lucas Hedges in it, I won't watch it. <laughs> Break that rule a lot, brother. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my Lucha, it's my Lucas Hedges meter, yes or no? <laughs> Is Lucas Hedges in it? Yes, I watch it. Is Lucas Hedges in it? No, no. I do not watch. 
The next movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Central Intelligence. I hate this movie. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to... I feel like it's going to be in the 70s for no reason. I'm even 70. Fuck, that's a 70? Good, that's a good guess. If your price is white. If your, if your price is... <laughs> no, because I think it's... No, because I think it's low. If your price is right me, I swear. You did it to me, 71. It's 71, Alex Williams! Oh, let's go! <laughs> so, Alex oh is... My God. I hate you. I, oh, I was like, it's either... I was either going to go like 69 or 71. Whew. Alex is up... Four to two, and our next one we're gonna go to is the sh- the only show on the list, Sharp Objects, starring Amy Adams. Something that we watched uh, a couple months ago on the podcast. I feel like this did really well. I think I remember looking this up, and it was like higher than I wanted it. I say, I say seventy-eight. I'm gonna go eighty-six. Eighty-six. It is ninety-one percent. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that that shocked me too. Yeah, I that remember. I remember looking that. Up. At I remember all. looking that up and be like, "That's way too high." So Alex, I seventy would be seventy-eight would be too high yeah. for it. Honestly. Ben's gonna need to win out yeah. to be able to um, win today's competition. <laughs> the next one is Top Gun. Is that a show or a movie? Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Top. Oh, the airplane movie. I, yeah. I was, we're going to have to explain what Top Gun is to Ben. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I at least know what it is. Um, 91. That's a... Actually, I'll go 93. 93? That's a stupid... 92. It is 43%. Really? <laughs> I, as it should be. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Why would a movie about fighter planes be anything? It's a classic. That? That classic. Shut story. up. <laughs> Dude, E.T. was a 98, and E.T. is not a 98. I think that's probably just because it aged really bad, but... Yeah, so did. that was one of the, like, I I clicked in, like, the lower, because you could do, like, percentages on uh, Rotten Tomatoes to see, like, what movie got what. Central Intelligence has a better score than Top Gun. Yep. And Hot Rod. By a lot. And Hot Rod. By a lot. The next movie is Prisoners. Huge, huge Prisoners fans on the podcast. 92. 92. That was a good guess. That's what I was going to go. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it somehow. You're gonna hit it exactly for some stupid. I want to say it's lower. I don't think it's. I'm gonna go 91. 91. It is. 93. 81 percent. Are you oh, kidding? 81. Wow. I remember it being. I wanted. I was gonna go. Alex like 80, Jones. I was gonna go like 86. I remember it being like criminally low. Because I remember when I and Sharp Objects is 83. When I rewatched no 93. Sharp Objects is 91. 91. When I, when I'm I re, good with numbers. So when I rewatched Prisoners when I had COVID, I remember just looking up. I, I was trying to find out who, someone in the cast. I don't. I don't oh, remember bull. who it was. And I just very uh-huh. vividly remember the Rotten Tomatoes rating being super low. I have no in idea comparison how. To, and it just it threw me off. Uh, the next movie is uh, Space Jam. In oh. light of Space Jam, in light of Space Jam two, Space Jam is going to be like a sixty-eight, thirty-two. It's thirty-six. Alex wins. Thirty-two. Space Jam is really bad. <laughs> People just love it because it's like, oh, basketball and Looney Tunes. I love it. But, yeah. but no, it's like a very bad It's movie. an objectively bad movie. <laughs> this Obje- new I, dude, objectively. Space Jam 2 is going to be awful. 
Like I, I'm not gonna want. It's gonna be terrible. I already know it. I think it'll be better but than LeBron's the first one. Gonna though. Be in it. I think I think just the animation is gonna be better. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be a better story at all. Hot take. And then the final movie, even though Alex has already clinched, is the Last Jedi. Ooh, which one was that? Was that wait? Was Episode that, eight. Was that the one with like the red like dust or whatever? This is gonna be. This is gonna be the one where Luke died. Ooh, ooh. That's um, the one with the red. Yeah. Um, people hated it. I'm gonna go seventy one. No wait. I say ninety. It's ninety on the dot. Really? Oh, yeah. I get I get uh, moral victory points. For yeah, it's a outrageously high rating for a critic score movie. and then audience scores in the toilet. Yeah, the audience scores in like the thirties, I think. Which there we go, Ryan. That was the one Ryan Johnson did, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I think on on like Knives Out is overrated. All right. Well, Ben has the minority opinion on that, which I was gonna say kind of tarnishes legacy because Ryan Johnson has some like good movie. Like Knives Out was, I thought really good. I really enjoyed Knives. We got Out. a big uh, shooter. No, not shooter. <laughs> yeah, Knives he, Knives the Out with the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Say the say the roast, Ben. I don't know what the name exactly. of the movie is. Idiot. This guy's stupid. You're stupid. Name name three. Ryan Johnson movies. Last Jedi, the one you're thinking of, and Knives Out. <laughs> Asshole. I just won. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> it's the first time we use the button. Yeah, that's my bad. I kind of forgot I had him. That's the, yeah, that's the big win by Alex right there. In a, uh, I could do this game all day. I love guessing around tomato scores. It's a, it's a fun time. We could have Nate on to go up against Alex. Out of a consolation bracket, uh, after I pulled up two movies expecting Nate Magic to answer, um, uh, we'll have Jake go up, up against Alex. So uh, this is something that Jake enjoys. Uh, so what do you think the Rotten Tomato score is for the Simpsons movie? The Simpsons movie is a 92% Ben. Alex? He's too confident. I, I, I remember it being pretty good, but I don't think it's... Fuck it, I'll go 93. It's 87. Yes! Ah, I, was about yes! To go, I was about to say 80! <laughs> oh. You should have gone lower! I know! <laughs> uh, yeah, and the other one uh, was... Uh, you haven't watched this one yet, but Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. I haven't seen it, so I'm ninety. Never, I've never seen any of the Lord of any Rings. Any of them? We said we said this on a podcast before. Ninety six percent. Yes, it's, I'm gonna go ninety eight. It's ninety three. Yeah, Jake's undefeated against. Well, that's you. not fair. I the King. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. It's not fair. I haven't seen that one <laughs> since I was eight. <laughs> I haven't seen Top Gun or ET or like any of the ones we mentioned. I haven't seen. I didn't see. Top, I haven't seen Top Gun either. I I am so surprised. I was so low. <laughs> I'm astonished. I haven't seen Top Gun either. It's gonna keep me up at night. So, I think that's going to do it all for this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Uh, no, we're going to do this for two more hours. Uh, enemy of the program, Nate Magic, pick up your phone next time. I know that you're with uh, your lady, Laura, but uh, I guess you well, could, he you could, could go against her. You couldn't have said that any worse. Leave a reminder. We'll do it next time he's on the pod. We'll do it live next time he's on the pod. Yeah, Nate, if you're if you're still listening, just he's know listening. just know that we're, we can call you whenever we want. Yeah, we're coming for you. Yeah, we're coming for you, Nate. This has been the Turbo Team Podcast. We want to thank everyone for listening uh, and sounding off from the Turbo Team Studios. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.